Lesbian. Welcome back to Elle. I'm Anna Mae Lee. And I'm Audrey. Today we're talking about the second half of the pilot of the L Word. Hell yeah. And boy howdy is it a wild one. Yep. Um, yeah, I, when, whenever we were watching this last night, um, I realized that in general I think like my perception of the L word is like it starts off as a somewhat dramatic and goofy and problematic show that is still like mostly a normal TV show that like things make sense when characters do them and they like have clear motivations and so on and so forth and then later on things get absurd and I very very much found that not to be the case um, in this episode, I I found out I was completely wrong. This show is bonkers <laughs> from the beginning. It sure is. Um, and yeah, it's this one's gonna be a weird one. Uh, yeah, I always say that the L word like started at such a ridiculous level that then they had to just keep escalating after that, and that's why like it got so bad and so over the top by the end of the show. Yeah. So we'll get into that later. Um, speaking of the end of the show, um, just here's some news about the the reboot that's gonna come out uh, next year. Um, this is uh, some quotes from Eileen Chaikin. This was in an article on Autostraddle, um, and Eileen Chaikin was talking about the reboot and said that they may forget that the final season of the show ever happened. Um, not to get into spoilers, but, um, things really took a, like, turn into, just, or turn out of reality, I guess I should say. Yeah. Um. Not that we were ever in reality to begin with, but. It's just so. It's so absurd, and so many dramatic things happen in that final season, so it's pretty wild to hear them say that that might Basically, that it might not be canon anymore. Yeah, which when they start the reboot wouldn't be a bad thing necessarily. Yeah, it was a really bad season, <laughs> so I can see why they would want to do that. But it's mm-hmm. a pretty bold decision. Yeah. Um. The other thing that she said was, um, they are very close to finding a new showrunner. Uh, the new showrunner would be. A person on the LGBTQ spectrum and quote one of the kids somebody who knows what's going on in that world um, oh god you didn't tell me that part yeah Jesus. Uh, <laughs> so I I think it's it's good um so Chaykin will still be staying on as executive producer but she won't be like running the show or you know like yeah. handling the fine details of plot and etc which i think is great but oh my god they might as well have just been like so what are you kids talking about yeah. these days yeah it, it's <laughs> yeah 
Um, the other, other last thing from this thing is, um, she said that the new series would have a more enlightened attitude towards transgender issues than the original series. Um, like specifically in regards to uh, a character who joins later on, Max, um, who is a trans guy who is portrayed horribly, um, and horrible things happen to him for no reason. Mm-hmm. And she said, we've all learned a lot since then. So, yeah, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> when Audrey told me that, I was like, great, so hire a trans director. Which, and Audrey was like, that's never going to happen. That's not going to happen. Which is true. Um, Unfortunately. Yeah, it it is what it is. Um, I mean, I, I say that with resignation, but it could right, be no, better. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so th- that's the, the reboot news. Um, should we go ahead and get on into that yeah that let's episode? dive in sick um so we open on the farm market um where jenny briefly went in the first part of the pilot um where and there's the weird horny checkout of the checkout guy <laughs> um but he's actually back and he's teaching jenny how to do customer service because um, she has taken a job at a position at this farm market now. Right. Um, and she's she's really bad at customer service at first. There's like a funny thing where she like rings someone up and gets a receipt. A receipt gets printed out, and she's like, "Where do I put this?" And she also says, <laughs> "And now you have to sign it." Uh huh. <laughs> oh, and now you have to sign it. And then, yeah, she's like, "Where do I put it?" And he's like, "Just put it right here." And then he sort of like talks it like, "Oh, like how are you settling in?" And she's like, "It's cool." And he's like, "Oh yeah, but like, what about all these homos? Like, don't you get worried they're gonna like try to steal your boyfriend or something?" And it's like, "All right." She's like, "No." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. And then he like leaves and. Who should come to the checkout line but Marina? Mm-hmm. Uh, who we both realize we don't like very much. Yeah, so, like, the thing with Marina is, like, I feel like she's the, the one of the introductions in this series to, like, this trope of, like, being, like, the dominant, like, badass lesbian woman who, mm-hmm. like, converts confused straight mm-hmm. girls and that is portrayed as, like, a victory. Yeah. But in reality, it's just, like, she's, like, being really aggressive. She's, like, showing up in all different yeah. places in Jenny's life. She, you know, like, non-consensually, like, followed Jenny into a bathroom and kissed yeah. her. And, like, Jenny's clearly uncomfortable, but Marina's still kind of following her around. Yeah. Um, and that's really creepy. And it made me realize that, like, that, that like, "Quote unquote badass lesbian yeah. like recruiter trope is is largely based on like the inappropriate actions of men that happens yes. in the world a lot. Yes. So that makes me yeah not really like Marina, even though I think like the intention was that we were supposed to like uh-huh. her because she was like bringing Jenny into the world of uh-huh. lesbians. Yeah, and I think like if I'm if I remember back to like when I watched this as a teenager, I don't think Marina was ever like a favorite character of mine, but at least to the be I remember I didn't like her towards the end of her character art, but I feel like at the beginning I was like, Oh yeah, that's fine. Like 
you know, like, Ginny's really gay, so, like, this gay woman has to come and, like, teach her that. So, like, it's it's fine that Marina's doing this. But, like, yeah, re-watching, I was just like, oh, like, if I was at work and, like, some woman, like, just kept, like, hitting on me and following me around everywhere and, like... Yeah. I would... That would be, like, stalking and it's really creepy. creepy and bad. And she even walks up to the register and is like... Come on, Jenny. I want to see you check me out. Yeah, yeah. And she tell, and then she basically just like, ugh. Like, and then she says, like, you look cute in the little apron yeah. when she leaves. Yeah, basically, like what happens in the scene is Jenny just apologizes for leaving the party at the end. Marina's like, come to my reading group. Jenny's like, is your reading group a gay group? And like, they laugh. And Marina's like, no, there's straight people can come too. And right. And when Jenny was apologizing, I was like, damn, like Marina totally like ambushed her I in this know. bathroom scene. And now Jenny's the one apologizing. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's fucked up. So it's wild. Um, whatever. Um, so from there, we go back um, to. Tim and Jenny's home. They're hanging out with some straight people. Um, I think one of the guys is someone who works with Tim and um, basically like the straights are just like, oh, we do this like gambling card game thing um, regularly. Y'all should come. And Jenny is like, oh, I can't. I have to go to Marina's reading group. And Tim is like, oh, okay. And Jenny's like, oh, but I can cancel. And Tim's like, no, 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 you should go. Like, you should go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they tell the straights, sorry, maybe next time. Yeah. Um, so the next thing we see of Jenny, um, is her and Marina mm-hmm. leaving the reading group and getting in Marina's car. Um, I forget exactly, I, my notes are a little sparse here, I guess, because I don't remember exactly the context, but, like, Jenny... I think Marina's just like, will you come back? And Jenny's like, oh, I don't know. And, like... Or, no, no, no. I remember now. Marina's like, you should read a story of yours in the next one. Uh-huh. Because I guess it's also, like, a... They share stories? I don't... It's unclear of what this group actually is. Yeah. Um, But... Jenny's like, I don't know. And Marina's like, you don't have to do anything you don't want to. Oh, God. That's so manipulative. <laughs> I know. I know. Ugh, gross. Um, yeah. So, yeah, then Jenny leaves. Yeah, Marina's like, have some sweet, have sweet dreams. Ugh. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and interwoven with all of this, there have been some scenes of Bette and Tina. Uh-huh. Um... So, the first thing is, like, we see them at home. Bet is like, oh, I, I took off work so mm-hmm. we could hang out. But Tina's going to the gym. Tina says, I need exercise. I'm feeling a little tense. Yeah. <laughs> and leaves. <laughs> um, yeah. Ugh, their relationship is so uncomfortable. It's so, it's like every thing every single thing they say to each other is a jab yeah like that is like i came home just to spend time with you tina's uh-huh. like i need exercise bye i'm mm-hmm. tense and then bet is like well i guess i should have called first mm-hmm. and tina's like yeah and then leaves <laughs> yeah um so tina goes to the gym and then um we see her like 
in the showers. It's like her yeah. and this other woman who I guess is like her trainer, and they're yeah. both like naked. So I guess I didn't see this scene when I was a kid. Yeah, this is like yeah the first so major boobs. titty shot. Yeah, I think one of us yelled boobs out loud when the scene started. It was probably me. It was you. <laughs> I just remember being like boobs. What? <laughs> um, yep, they were there. They were there. Um, and I don't know. This coach lady's just like feeling her up. Really inappropriately. <laughs> like she's like saying like, "Oh, you've really gained some definition yeah. here," and like touching Tina's like naked back. Yeah. And then like getting more sexual with it, mm-hmm. and Tina's kind of like, "I have to go," and like shakes her off. But I'm just like, how many, like, non-consensual, yeah. like, sexual contact scenes are we yeah. going to have to watch to get through this? It also has, like, no... It's just, like... I don't remember if this person ever comes back, but I think it's just another example of the show being horny just because it can. Yeah. Because <laughs> then her trainer is like, you know, I'm seeing some select private clients. Yeah. You should really consider private sessions with me. Yeah. Like, and why is everyone a creep? I don't know. Maybe they go back to this in this season. I don't yeah, remember it happening. Yeah, it could but be. Could be. Like, it's just like cool. Like every single person's horny all the time. Yeah. And every single person is crossing boundaries all the time. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so then Tina goes home from the gym because she's like, oh, I guess I should hang out with Bet, but Bet's already asleep. Yeah. Um, and the next morning when they wake up, um, they talk about seeing celebrity therapist jeff foxworthy i thought it was dan foxworthy shit i was gonna try to just call him jeff foxworthy and see if he knows <laughs> i did <laughs> jeff foxworthy um and um that's like oh like yeah like we could go see him together like what's the time that works for you and tina like says this very she's like tomorrow at three fifteen p.m and that's like oh you were like already booked this and like Tina's like, yeah, I was just going to see him by myself, but I guess, like, maybe you should come, too. Yeah. Um, and Bet doesn't like that. No, because Bet wants to be in control of everything all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so then sort of our two worlds converge mm-hmm. um, when uh, Tim and Jenny are at a restaurant, and then um, Bet, Tina, Alice, Shane, Marina, and Dana... I'll also walk in, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of, like, funny to, like, just, like, see, like, I don't know. I mean, I guess, like, we know that they're all friends, but it's just, like, kind of funny. It's like, oh, you're all, like, here at dinner. Cool, I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and um, the, like, straight people, like, Tim and... Jenny's straight friends are with them again. Mm-hmm. And I'll never remember these people's names. No. Um, and they're, like, checking out Marina. They're like, oh, she's really hot. You would never know she's gay. Oh, my God. Well, no, someone said, like, does anyone know she's gay? And oh, yeah. Jenny, like... <laughs> says I have no idea and she's like looking from side to side yeah. in a really paranoid way and like immediately takes a very like furtive yeah. gulp from her wine glass <laughs> yeah and then yeah like what the the guy in the other straight couple is like oh yeah like she's so hot like and then like 
She can't be gay. Yeah, and then his girlfriend's like, I don't know, I would date the one who looks like a rock star and, like, checks out Shane. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's like, if I were gay, she'd be my type. Yeah, totally. And it's like, well, if you're, like, thinking that much about it, like, maybe... <laughs> maybe you should consider it. Consider girls. Um, and But Jenny gets kind of, like, uncomfortable and sees Marina go to the bathroom. So this time Jenny follows Marina into the bathroom. Uh-huh. Um, and she's like, what are you doing here? And Marina's like, same thing as you are, like, eating. (laughs) And Jenny's like, I'm finding it very distracting. (laughs) Yeah. And then she, like, immediately afterwards, she's like, so are we going to see each other again? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just, this is the point where I'm like, oh, God, like, the whole, like, confused, like, Mm -hmm. straight or bi girl thing here is, like, so Mm heavy-handed. It's like... She's, like, constantly doing a 180 about mm-hmm. her, how she talks to Marina. Yes. Like, it's there's no subtlety. Yeah, there is not. Um, and Marina tries to make out with her, but then some other ladies in the bathroom. Yeah, so and Jenny's like, out. stop it. Yeah. <laughs> Which, again, great. Yeah. Great, Marina. Um, it's also weird, like, just, like, watching this last night and, like, also talking so much about Marina. Like, I feel like I don't think of... Marina is like one of the main characters overall in the show and like also like if I'm thinking of like main characters like definitely like Shane and Alice are like really big people but like yeah they do nothing in the whole pilot like it's all like Bet, Tina, Tim, Jenny, Marina. I know well I feel like that's that was a nice little song. Bet and Tina, I guess to me... Tim, Jenny, Marina. <laughs> I feel like I I don't think of it that way as much because I feel like this show does kind of like vacillate between different people being the main characters at different points in the show but marina i definitely also don't think of as a main character i think of her as like the catalyzing character for jenny's gayness sure like pretty much her whole point on the show is just to get jenny like into the Mm. world of gay women yeah and then she kind of pieces out yeah yeah it's just like interesting to see some of the like the big players like I guess literally in Shane's case, being a player. Um, (laughs) Like, just, like, sort of being, like, total sideline supporting characters, but... Well, it also seemed like they just hadn't fleshed out the characters themselves and, like, the relationships between all of them very much yet. Mm -hmm. Like, we're going to talk about this with Shane later, Mm. but, like, there's a scene with Shane later (laughs) that, like, seems really inconsistent with who Uh she ends up being later in the show. Sure. Um... So anyway, uh, we we go to the next morning. Jenny is like typing on her computer. Um, Tim like comes in and she sort of just like looks pissed off at him and like closes her laptop so he can't like see what's going on. Um, and uh, from there, like goes to another scene where Jenny is like sort of like apologizing to Tim, like she's like oh, like, I feel, like, really unsure in Los Angeles and, like, moving here and, like, you know, like, you have your whole life and career and, like, I'm just sort of coming into it and figuring it out. Like, sorry if I'm, like, being weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, I thought you were doing well. You, yeah. like, got this job you wanted. You made some new friends. You're mm-hmm. writing. What's going on? Yeah, and, like, he's like, oh, like, I'm not the enemy here. Like, I'm here to, like, support you. Right. Um... And he and, says, does he say, don't take it out on me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, hey, like, don't don't take this out on me. 
Um, and then they are about to start making out when the phone rings. Uh-huh. And guess who it is? <laughs> Jenny picks it up. She says a few words. She hangs up and she's like, um, that was, that was Marina. Mm-hmm. Like, trying to be really casual mm-hmm. about it, but, like, to the point where you can tell she's trying mm-hmm. to be casual and yeah. it's forced. Yeah. And she's like, she, I just agreed to have dinner with her, but... I think that maybe I should call her back and tell her that you and I need to spend some time uh-huh. together. And yeah. Tim is like, no, what? Like, go out yeah. to dinner with your friend. It's He's fine. He's like, go out to dinner with your friend. I have some sports things to do that night. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting. Um, like, it's interesting also, I read um, a thing on, I think, Wikipedia um, about how, based on, like, the reaction to the first couple episodes, like, people didn't like Ginny <laughs> at all. Like, they thought she was an unlikable character, and, like, Eileen Chaikin, the creator of The L Word, was, like, really surprised because she kind of based Ginny on herself, and she was like, people don't like her? So, like, they changed kind of, like, the characterization of Ginny and Tim after this to, like, make Ginny more likable and Tim less likable. It but, doesn't like, work, though. She's still really unlikable. Well, they haven't... <laughs> this is before they change that. But, yeah, she no, does. No, I know, yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> Um, but it's, like, really interesting to, like, see Tim, who's, like, this, like, straight guy, like, kind of being, like, a nice and supportive partner for the most part. Like, he's, like, oh, like, yeah, like, do stuff with your friends. Like, I'm on your side. I'm trying to support you. And, like, it's, like, I don't know. I feel like it would have been easier for them just to, like, have him be a douchebag. Yeah. But. He's actually really nice. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, now we have a whole lot of, um bet and tina time yeah um so the first thing is tina and jeff foxworthy um waiting his name's dan (laughs) uh waiting on bet and telling you might be a redneck jokes um (laughs) you you don't know who jeff foxworthy is do you oh i do now (laughs) okay Oh man! <laughs> I guess this joke would have landed. You're trying. <laughs> you're trying to get me to know a cultural reference, and I've already told you that I never will. <laughs> so <Okay>. please accept <laughs> yeah. your the fate of your jokes based okay. on that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, I won't rehash who Jeff Foxworthy is for our listeners, but this has been another <laughs> episode of. Um, Culture Corner with Audrey and Anna Maley. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so they're in the session, and Tina's like, I don't know where Vet is. Yeah. She said she would be here, and Dan Foxworthy is like, so you think she might not be showing up? Tina's like, I don't know. Um, And Uh, then Vet eventually walks in. Yes, and is really excited to tell Tina. She says, sorry I'm late, but I have a, I have a really great excuse. Uh-huh. And so basically what she says is that she found a donor and he's perfect. He like already has a kid. Like he is a brilliant artist. Like all of his genetic stuff is really good. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, Tina is obviously like a little confused by this because she's like, oh, like I thought we were doing this together but yeah. that's like no he's perfect i found him i did tina's it tina's like i never met him yeah and beth's like i know but i know exactly mm-hmm. all about what yeah. you and i are looking for yeah. yeah he's a perfect donor 
Yeah. He's going to come to the house tomorrow yeah, yeah. morning to give you sperm. Yeah, and our boy Dan is just kind of like sitting with a really cute, like intrigued and bemused look on his it's face. It's like exactly <laughs> what I would expect from like a really badly portrayed yeah. like character of a therapist on TV where he's like looking all like analytical about it like oh this is so complex but i see what's really going on here yeah and i'm like you're not that smart anyone could see that like (laughs) the relationship here is fucked up like bet wants to control everything tina doesn't have a say in things like i don't know their therapist i don't understand why he's a celebrity therapist because he just makes the most obvious they observations. They should just give him like a bowl of popcorn. Like, <laughs> exactly. That's what his corner. face looked like. <laughs> um, so uh, the next scene is Tina meeting this donor. Well, so before we go to that, um, the last thing that happens in that session is like Dan Foxworthy is like, you know what all this is saying to me? And Bet says, No, no, this doesn't Oh, this is later? Yep. Oh, okay. That's, Never mind. They have another session later. All right. Um, yeah, so the actual next thing that happens is the scene of Tina meeting the donor, which, ooh, we're about to get into some horrible rough stuff, huh? Yep. Um, so, uh, uh, So, this is the scene where <laughs> Tina's racist. Uh, this is a scene where Tina's yeah. racist. <laughs> yeah. This is the one where we find so, out she's racist. Yeah, exactly. So, not that we didn't already know that all white people are racist yeah sure um but we see her open the door Uh um and it's like a a shot of her like in profile facing the door but you can't see the person who's on Mm -hmm. the other side of the door Mm -hmm. and she says hi he says hi um I'm ready when you are. Yeah, or he's like, oh, like, you're Tina, right? And she's like, oh, yeah. She doesn't even really say, like, hi, nice to meet you. She just says, um, I have to get something from the bedroom. Yeah. I'll be right back. And then she goes. We, like, see the guy walk in, and he's, like, a black man. Yeah. Um, He walks walks in, he sits on the couch. He's black. Yes. We see, we cut to Tina. His name's Marcus. Um, His name's Marcus. Okay. Tina, um. She, like, goes into her bed and just, like sits on it and says fuck yeah so that happens and then when she comes back out marcus is just like hey tina did bet not tell you i was black and she's like no but like it's totally cool i'm like totally an ally i have a lot of black friends she doesn't say all that i know (laughs) but she (laughs) She, does she does say she does say but it doesn't matter because it wouldn't matter either way Mm -hmm. let's go come on yeah and then they go to the cryo bank and like um, they, like, meet with the receptionist, who, like, gives him a, like, cup, and he, like, goes off to do it, and the receptionist is like, oh, wow, this must have been a really big decision for you, and Tina's like, ooh, someone to be racist with, so she's like, I know, right? And, like, the receptionist is just, is like, yeah, really big men, because he's also, like, a, a very tall man, so the receptionist is like, really big men make really big babies you might be looking at a c-section there and like right. you see on tina's face you're like oh no i thought we were going to talk about his race and how yeah. <laughs> together because we're both white people because the receptionist but... <laughs> had been like oh that's a really big decision yeah. <laughs> and tina said i know right yeah, yeah, in this yeah. way that was like please validate my yeah. white fragility yeah. i'm about to cry about this Ugh. 
fucking Tina. Yeah. We were talking about this because, like, we were, like, this show, like, makes it so hard to empathize with anyone. Because, like, yeah. up to this point, like, Beth's kind of been, like, a shitty, controlling, selfish partner. And, like, Tina's kind of just been, like, getting that shit. So it's like, oh, man, like, Beth sucks. Like, yeah. I, like, I, poor Tina, like, is, like, you know. And so then, you're, like, like, rooting for Tina because Beth is acting shitty to her. And then next Tina's thing you know, Tina's being racist. And uh-huh. it's like, well, fuck, now I don't like any of yeah. you. And that's sort of, that's the L word in a nutshell. I it guess is. we're done with our podcast. And I also <laughs> was thinking like, oh, I wonder if like the creators of this thought they were like addressing important issues of race. probably did. But it was really just they were showing this white woman mm-hmm. like indulging her white fragility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... Although she does talk to Beth about it later. Yes, which is the next scene is they're um, they're at the planet, um, the cafe um, as it's closing, and Tina is like really upset in the back, and like Beth comes in and is like, "Oh, like what's up?" and Tina is like really upset, like she's like, "You didn't tell me he was black." How could you not tell me? Mm-hmm. And like Beth is really confused, like she's like like what do you mean like we already like talked about this that like you know like I wanted to have a black donor because then it would feel more like our baby if it like isn't just like a white baby because like I'm half black and and Tina says I wasn't prepared for how I would react Mm -hmm. and then and she's also like I don't think I'm qualified to raise an African-American child right so then she Um, says like and on top of that, for mm-hmm. this kid to have two moms, mm-hmm. that's a lot of otherness to put on one child. Yeah. And that is a phrase that, like, stuck with me for the rest of my life. Like, yeah. when I, like, heard her say that, I was like, oh, my God, that's how you're thinking about this? Yeah. Like, you don't even care that, like, like, if you and your partner, like had a baby that was actually both of your genetic mm-hmm. material, like, you would raise a black child, mm-hmm. like... It just felt really like all all that like a child being black meant to Tina was mm-hmm. otherness. And yep. I was like, what yep. about like all of the ways that that is really important to your relationship and your yeah. partner? Yeah. And like, that's obviously really hurt too. Cause like, Tina's yeah. like, oh, I don't know about, and like, that's like, that's well, like tearing up. That's like, like, I like to think that I could help with those things. Um, and like, yeah, she's like on the verge of tears. Yeah. Um, so we do see them at their next session with uh, Jeff Foxworthy next. <laughs> it's Dan. <laughs> and yeah, he's basically like they're they're both like pretty upset and like he's like oh like it seems like Bet I don't think I think Bet thinks you're like invalidating her identity also mm-hmm. and maybe this means you're not ready for a baby. Yeah. Next time you say Jeff Foxworthy, I'm not gonna correct you because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bite the bait anymore. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so it's the next morning. Bet is still really sad, and she's in the bathroom and she finds um, an ovulation test thing in the trash that like says that Tina's ovulating, um, and she just sort of like. Like, Tina's on the phone, like, making plans with uh, Dana and Alice and Shane, and Beth's like, bye, I'm just gonna go for a walk or something. Mm -hmm. And, like, Tina's like, oh, like, 
well, I see you later, like, what, and what about your, like, art talk tonight? And Beth's like, oh, whatever. And just, like, kind of, like, leaves. She's like, you don't have to come. You can go out with your friends. Yeah. And Tina's like, oh, I, like, on the phone, she is like, oh, I'm gonna go to Beth's thing tonight. Yeah. It was, like, very, like, it showed really well how passive-aggressive their communication mm-hmm. is, because, like, that, instead of, like, talking about the ovulation test, just goes out of the house. Tina's like, where are you going? Beth says, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the next part of it is, like, Beth says she wants one thing, and then Tina decides that that means she wants the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, their communication is really poor. Yeah. Um, so Beth ends up driving to her sister Kit's house, who we've seen, like, they don't have a great relationship, but I think the scene was supposed to be, like, she's going to Kit because, like, Kit is also black, so she's like, you know, I can talk to you about this. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're like, talking about this, and, like, Kit is basically like, Tina loves you, um, and, like, you're being super guarded, like, you just have to, like, you know, like, let her in more, um. Right. Love cuts through all differences. Yeah, um, I actually and... didn't love that. <laughs> I, didn't I mean, either. <laughs> so I did during that scene. I did realize that I really like the actress who plays Kit, Pam Greer. Yeah, she's I great. like Pam Greer. She's great. Um, I feel like she's one of the better actresses on the mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I feel like there should have been a scene where they were like, uh, like you this know, white lady, yeah. like Tina. You know, Tina loves you, but like that's some fucked up white girl shit like just some acknowledgement of it yeah and like maybe this is cynical but like i feel like you know you have this like show that's made by white people and they're like let's have the like uh, the like black character tell the like mixed race character to like be okay with her white (laughs) partner being racist like because of if our black character is saying it, then that makes it okay. Oh, my God. Like, I don't know. That might be too cynical, but I'm just like, are you just like... It's entirely possible, yeah. though. <laughs> um, but it is kind of, like, a nice scene, because, like, Beth, like, cries and is, like, really emotional with her sister, which yeah. you don't... Like, and Kit's like, you know, like, I always leave. Like, that's my pattern. I always uh-huh. leave everyone. And, like... I, I'm not going to do that anymore, and you shouldn't do that either. Yeah. Um, so it's like, yeah, okay. Um, so, Bet later on in the evening, is giving this talk about art and pornography. Um, I guess she's, like, in conversation with an artist whose work she's showing at her gallery. Um, Tina is in the audience watching this, <laughs> and, like, uh, there's this dude who's sitting next to her. Who's like, wow, she's really smart. And, like, Tina's like, yeah, you're right, she is. Sometimes I forget. And the guy's like, she's really beautiful. You're a really beautiful couple. And it's like, okay. It's a little uh, weird, but so sure. Um, but um, the next the next thing we see of them is, like, it's, like, after the talk and, like, Bet and Tina are being talked at by this man Who's like, oh, you're so sexy together. You're such a hot couple. You're so sexy and beautiful and cool together. I'm going to go get a drink. Do either of you want anything? Right. And this was the moment in the show where I was like, wow, 
this is the first thing I'm seeing on this show that actually feels true to life. Uh-huh. Is, like, being in a lesbian relationship and having some random man walk mm-hmm. up to you and tell you you're sexy together and want to hit on you because you're lesbians. And then as soon as the show becomes relatable for one second, it goes fucking off, like, to another <laughs> planet. Yeah. Um, so... so- in my uh, life, the conversation I would have had after that would have been like, oh, gross. Why do all men mm-hmm, always do that? Why mm-hmm. do they always think that, like, we're here for their, mm-hmm. like, sexual gratification? Like, let's please avoid him for the rest of the yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. Or else, yeah, like, I would have just been like, hey, like, can we just, like, leave, babe? Like, I don't feel like dealing with this. Yeah. Um, but what Bet and Tina do is Bet pulls Tina aside and she has this like smile on her face and she's like, I have a crazy idea. <laughs> like, I know that you're ovulating. Like, what if we take him home with us? Uh, and Tina's like, what? But like, I don't know, like this and that. And he, she, Bet's just like, no, I think this could work. And it's like, they just totally are going to like throw out like, you know, they already had one guy who was infertile, so they don't know if this guy is fertile. Uh-huh. Um, they don't know if he has, like, any, like, severe health complications. Uh-huh. He's a white guy, so Bet's just, like, totally giving up on yeah, that Bet, whole thing. Yeah, Bet even says, like... Yeah, she's like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like, like, oh, if we make it together, it's enough for me to know yeah. that that's our child. And, like, the fact that, like... I don't think Bet is ever portrayed as being attracted to men at all. Like, I know that Tina is at some point, but it's just like, okay, so your plan is to, like, have a threesome with this man and, like, have him impregnate Tina, which also, like, you know, people don't always get pregnant right? every time. So it's just like, it's not a real thing that a real person would ever do. But this is yeah. the logic of the L word. And they also haven't, like, checked in about STIs or anything. No, no they don't know. Like, like it's just like, yeah, let's take this guy home with us. Yeah, the only thing they really talk about is, like, Tina's like, is he, a, but is he a genius artist? And Bet's like, it doesn't matter. And it's like, okay, cool, there's bigger questions, maybe? Yeah. Um. But, nope, uh, she's nope. convinced Tina, and they're gonna go for it. Oh, So boy. that's where the relatability of this show ends. Yeah, we really thought we were... We could, we could feel ourselves in there for a second, but nope, nope. Um, but maybe let's rewind before we get into the that debacle um, into the other scenes that are sort of concurrently happening. Um, so a little earlier than this, like we've um, Tim was reading a story of Jenny's. Um, and he's basically like, you scare me sometimes, you always go to the edge, but then you come back and I'm so proud of you and my life and your work's amazing. And she's like, thanks, babe. But then she goes to see Marina in the next scene with Jenny and they're like on the roof and they start holding hands and like really awkwardly kissing each other. Mm-hmm. And then they have sex. Um... And I wanted to mention this because, like, Marina and Ginny is, like, the first, like, full sex scene we see, like, mm-hmm. other than the, like, sort of through the bushes pool thing briefly. Like, this is, like, a full-on sex scene with, like, sexy music in the background. Yeah. Um, with tits and everything. Yeah. And, oh, man, it, it made me realize that, like, 90% of the sex scenes on the L Word are just, like, 
they're naked and you see the two of their faces and then they you can like see their boobs and they like touch each other's boobs and then they like mm. mo- like moan and sigh a bunch but it's like you never see the you like very rarely see the lower half of anyone's body yeah you, you don't at all <laughs> i mean i think because usually it's implied that like somebody is using their hands yeah. on someone else's genitals yes. and they can't show that so like it made me think a lot about what it must have been like to shoot these <laughs> scenes where they're <laughs> not actually, like, doing <laughs> the activities that they are portrayed as doing. And, like, <laughs> you have to infer from, like, the top halves uh-huh. of their bodies that, yeah. like, somebody's getting fucked below the yeah. waist. Yeah. And it's kind of awkward. Yes. It's, it's pretty awkward. Um, but, so let's go right on into Bettina's <laughs> totally not awkward sex with this dude. <laughs> All right. Who has come home with them. The other thing is that Jenny um, kind of starts crying at oh, the end of the sex scene yes, with that's true. Marina. She's, that's true. Like, it, I think that that's at that point, point, Marina is, like, going down on her or something. Yeah. Or maybe fingering her. And yeah. Jenny's just kind of, like, covering her face and, like, yeah. tearing up, crying. Yes. Definitely. Um, there's a lot of, like, sex-related Jenny crying. Yeah. In the first couple episodes. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but yeah, so Bet and Tina and this dude, they're all sort of just like standing in the middle of their floor, partially clothed, like kissing each other. Um, and, or like Bet and Tina are kissing each other, and the guy is sort of like behind Bet and like caressing her hair or something. And he's like, Oh, I want to like have a sex with you to Bet. And she's like, No, that's not how it's going to happen. I want you to fuck Tina while Tina fucks me or something like that. And he's yeah. like, all right, that's cool too. I think she says make love. Yeah, sure. Because <laughs> she's classy. Whatever. Um, so they like get on the bed, Bet and Tina do, and then the guy like pulls out a condom and they're like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, it's a condom, otherwise known as a rubber. Yeah, yeah, I think he's like, I'm trying to be considerate. And they're like, uh-huh. no, no, don't bother. We don't care about that. We don't want you to use it. Yeah, and he like, his face just kind of like looks really confused and then falls and he's like, all right, I'm leaving. I'm out of here. Yeah, he just goes and puts his pants on. Yeah. And they're like, what are you doing? And he's like, why is it when dykes want to have sex with a guy, it's only when they're trying to steal his sperm? (laughs) 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 That was really funny. We like pause and laugh at this scene. Yeah, like, Audrey was like, Wait, has this happened to him before? Like, yeah. how often does this happen to this guy? Like, an, yeah. How often does he <laughs> hit on random lesbians mm-hmm. and get them to take him home? Like, I'm just imagining him with, like, <laughs> sitting around with his buddies at the office. And <laughs> they're like, so what'd you do this weekend? And he's like, the lesbian sex bandits got me. They stole my sperm. <laughs> and he's like, oh, fuck, man. It happens to all of us, though. Like, I've lost my sperm three times this month. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love this alternate fantasy this yeah. world is cre- this man has created. Where he's so just like... <laughs> it's another instance of, like, the scene creating, like, a scenario where, like, nobody's likable because, mm-hmm. like, Bet and Tina, like, invite him home to, like... For him to impregnate Tina yeah. unknowingly or, yeah. like, non-consensually. Yeah. So they're trying to trick him, mm-hmm. but then his reaction is like, 
oh, I should be entitled to sex with yeah, women without right. them wanting anything from me. And I'm going to call them dykes. And I'm going to call them dykes when before I never used that word. Yeah. So he leaves on his motorcycle. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> and yeah, when he when he when he's leaving, it's sort of like you see him drive away and then like on his motorcycle and Jenny like pulls up in her car. Um and she um like I actually thought this scene was like really well shot like she like comes inside and just like starts crying and then like covers her mouth and like tries to stop crying but it's like coming out and it's all like like sort of like dark but like their walls are blue so it's just sort of like almost this like monochrome yeah like blue and it's like this yeah like you can see she's like really emotional um and Tim like calls out to her and she like comes and gets in bed with him um and like is like not facing him like he's like spooning her mm-hmm. and just like she looks really emotional and he's like half asleep and he like notices that she smells differently mm-hmm. and he's like oh like what's that like oh like you sm- smell different than you usually do she and, says it's a new perfume and he says i liked the old one better then she cries more silently mm-hmm. and like trying really hard not to move her body because mm-hmm. she doesn't want him to realize that she's crying. Yeah. I also kind of liked, I liked her acting in this scene. I thought her acting was really good, like, especially like at the beginning where it's a sort of like she wasn't talking or any, like, just comes in the house. Like, you can see. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, like, this show always like throws stuff like that where it's like, oh, that's actually like a pretty like well-written and yeah. acted scene and like really like shot in a good way. Usually, and, yeah then like almost immediately um just like right in between this like horrible bullshit with bet and tina um and just to like finish the bet and tina thing um <laughs> the the next shot of them is like an extreme close-up on their tongues Oh. oh yeah, which like we both that. just like said oh, yeah. out loud. <laughs> Audrey was like, "What do I call that? Like, what mm-hmm. note do I write down?" And I was like, "I like to call that a gross up," um, <laughs> which I can't take credit for. It was actually my friend Hannah who originally said that phrase accidentally <laughs> when she was trying to say a gross close up. Mm-hmm. Um, but a gross-up, I think, is a very useful term. Yeah, this is a real gross-up. Yeah. Um, it's, it's horrible. It's not sexy. It's and, like gross, spitty tongues. Yeah, and it, like, slowly pans out, and basically they have makeup sex where they seem like they're like, ha, 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 like, oh, our, our really good plan failed, but we've rediscovered our love for each other. And, like, yeah, and they, like, have an orgasm at the same time, yeah. and it's, like, a close-up on their faces, yeah. and... I find it really awkward, because I'm like, yeah. they're both just faking an orgasm. Yeah. Really close to each other's faces. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that hot. Yeah, no. Um, so, uh, we're almost done. I guess, uh, concurrently this night, which I haven't really talked about, because I haven't wanted to, like, disrupt the flow of the main storylines, but um, Dana, Alice, and Shane all go to a club um, to, like, sort of, like, 
hit on women, I guess. It's like, or a gay club, I should say. Um, and there's like a really, like when they first walk in, like Alice is like, oh, I know all these people, or like I've already slept with all these people, or my friends have slept with all these people. And then they see someone who none of them know. <laughs> and Alice says, Fre- or Shane says fresh meat and Alice says new blood and Dana says crispy <laughs> which I really liked and this Alice is, is like no <laughs> this is why I like Dana was my favorite character like she said some really whack shit about bisexuality last time but it's yeah. just like you don't know what you're doing <laughs> um, yeah. and then Shane goes home with someone obviously Dana and Alice, like, Alice just is like, oh, do you want to come back to my place? And Dana's like, oh, I didn't know you are that desperate. <laughs> and, like, Alice's like, no, like, we're just friends. We'll never have sex. Which and is... they shake hands on it. They're like, uh-huh. let's never have sex. Uh-huh. Which is very subtle. Very subtle foreshadowing. Um, but they go back to Alice's apartment, and uh, Alice is, like, smoking weed. And this is the first reveal of the chart. Which is, like, a really big thing, um, an iconic thing in this show, which is basically this, like, big, like, chart Alice has of everyone who's had sex with everyone else in the lesbian world. So it'll just be, like, a circle with someone's name around it, and then it'll, like, be drawn lines to all the people they've had sex to, and then, like, lines will come out of all those people's names, just sort of, like, showing how all lesbians are interconnected. Yeah. So it's like a um, big web. Yes. And then um, Alice and Dana, or Alice is trying to show Dana, like, how many people it would take mm-hmm. to connect the two of them via mm-hmm. that web. Yeah. Um, which they are four links apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and we find out that Dana has only had sex with two women ever. Um, one of them was her tennis counselor when she was 15, who she can't say her name because that person's famous now. Um, and then the other is someone who... Alice knows who can link them together. Um, And we find out, the only other really important thing we find out is that um, Bette and Alice used to date. um, And then, like, we sort of get to see the full chart with, like, Shane's name having one million lines coming off of it. Right. Um, So speaking of Shane, um, the morning after all of this stuff happens, like, um... Bet and Tina are like hanging out on their porch and kind of like talking and Shane walks up wearing the worst outfit of all time. <laughs> so she's wearing entirely leather. Yeah. No, um, maybe not her pants, but I'm pretty sure they are. Oh Jesus. I didn't yeah. want to remember that. But... Yeah, I'm pretty sure they okay. are. <laughs> so it's like a teeny tiny leather vest uh-huh. with a lot of skin showing. Uh-huh. It's like the vest is made up of two separate panels of fabric, yeah. and then there's like laces on yeah. the middle, mm-hmm. so you can see kind of like the entire like middle mm-hmm. little strip of her torso, mm-hmm. and it's like kind of open in the back, right? Yeah, it's like it's openish in the back. It's for more sure. strings it's small in the back. than anything else. Yes. And then she's wearing like a leather cuff that has these like very long strings of leather like Dang. hanging off of it. It looks yeah. so it is a really bad. It looks outfit. so bad and like I think she was wearing leather pants too. Um <laughs> and her hair is like long and messy uh-huh. and it was just like as the as the show goes on, we like Shane <laughs> develops into more of like a tomboy, like yeah. she usually wears like 
kind of baggy jeans uh-huh. and like a t-shirt uh-huh. and Converse and she's like a skateboarder. Yeah. She kind of cuts her hair shorter, but like yeah. this first is look, bad. it like it looked to me like um I don't know, like a rock and roll look from yeah. the 70s. Exactly, or like she's supposed to be like Mick Jagger. Yeah, like her cuz her hair was like almost yeah. a mullet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really forced. Yeah. But basically, basically, like, she comes up to Bet and Tina, and she's like, hey, what's up? And they're like, oh, hi. We're in love with each other again. And she's <laughs> like, cool, I'm just on the way home. And they're like, home? But you don't, like... And she's like, uh... And they're like, oh, you had sex with somebody. And she's like, ah, yeah, I'm going home. <laughs> and, like... Um, she's like, mm, I can tell you guys had sex, didn't you? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we did. And she's like, mm, yeah, good for you. She's like really happy that they're she's like, I'm so glad that like you've been together for so long. You're like, hope for the future. <laughs> she's like really stoked that they had sex. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but then she just leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we're on our final scene of this episode. Um, Jenny wakes up and she's still, like, pretty distraught. She, like, you know, having a lot of feelings. And she goes in to, like, the kitchen or dining room where Tim has made breakfast. And, um, I don't know. They, like, say good morning to each other, I guess. Um, and then just out of nowhere, he proposes. It's not even a proposal. It's just, like... We cut to the breakfast table, uh-huh. and there's a box with a diamond ring mm-hmm. on the table. Yes, right. No one says anything. Right. It just cuts to Jenny's face, uh-huh. looking really, like, confused and overwhelmed, uh-huh. and then that's the end of the episode. Which is wild. It's a pretty good cliffhanger. I know, I want to watch more. To get you to watch more. I want to watch more. It's like, for all the th- critical things we've said about this episode and how ridiculous it is... That made me want to watch the next ones. And I feel yeah. like that's that's how the L word gets you. Like, they yeah. just ultimately make you wonder what's going to happen next. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to watch more. If we, like, stop this recording right now and watch another episode, I would not be mad. Let's do it. Let's do it right now. Okay. Um, <laughs> first, I just want to say a note. Um, we're still figuring out exactly what the scheduling of this podcast is going to be. Um whether it's going to be every week or every other week. I think this one I'll probably put up a week after the first episode. Okay. Um, but that might not be the case forever. Just heads up on that. Um, also, yeah, we... I'm not sure what all podcast networks th- this show will be on by the time this one goes up, but, you know, definitely iTunes and Stitcher and Pocket Cast and it'll be on SoundCloud and probably some other things. Just share it with your friends who also like love hate the L word. Um, <laughs> if it's on iTunes, you know, do ratings and reviews. Those things are great for us. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. It's gonna do the typical podcast shill thing. All right, I sold out. Sounds good. All right. Thanks for listening. Yeah. See you next time on Welcome to L. Okay. Bye. Bye. Lesbian. 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 Lesbian.